Welcome back to Studying for Nursing School. Uh, my name is Michael, and I'm finally back. I just finished my T's test, uh, which was my entrance exam to get into nursing school. And I did get my results back, and I did pass and get into the program, which is cool. Yay! Uh, I can't wait to actually start, and I hope that this is just the beginning of something great. Uh, Today, we'll be talking about the urinary system. Uh, the anatomy of the urinary system inside the body, the kidney, the uterus, bladder, and urethra make up the urinary system, which is also called the renal system. The ureters, bladder, and urethra comprise the urinary tract. And the system has many functions, some of which are outlined below. We have waste elimination, urea, cretinine, uric acid, and ammonium are the primary types of nitrogenous waste exerted from the body. The urinary system also detects and excretes excess water from the blood and out of the body osmoregulation of blood and water. There must be a continual balance of water and salt in the blood. The urinary system, specifically the kidneys, help maintain this balance. It also balances levels of metabolites or electrolytes such as sodium, potassium, and calcium. Hormone secretion. The kidneys secrete several hormones to regulate processes that range from blood pressure and red blood cell production to calcium uptake via vitamin D. Several of these functions are performed with help from the body systems, specifically the cardiovascular and respiratory systems. Okay. We have the organs. We have the kidney, which is in the shape of a bean, reddish-brown in color. And the characteristics are the body has two kidneys, which excrete waste in the urine out of the body. The ureters, uh, the shape is tubular, and the characteristics send urine from the kidney to the bladder. The bladder is shaped like a pear when emptied, and the characteristics of a bladder is it stores urine until the body expels the fluid from the body. It has three openings, two for the ureters, and one for the urethra. And the last organ here is the urethra. Its shape is tubular, and the characteristics site where urine from the urinary bladder travels to an external opening removes urine from the body. The primary organ of the urinary system is the kidney. Blood from the heart flows through the kidneys via the renal artery. As blood drains from the kidney, it exits through a series of veins, the most prominent of which is the renal vein. When urine is produced, it does not drain through the tubes through which blood flows. Rather, urine flows through two ureters before emptying into the urinary bladder. And there are some steps here to outline how the urinary system works. Step 1. Kidney filters and excretes waste from blood producing urine. Two, urine flows down the ureters. 
three urine empties into the bladder and is temporarily stored. And four, bladder, when filled, empties urine out of the body via the urethra. Okay, in the next section here, we have nephrons and urine formation. The functional and structural unit of a kidney is a nephron. One kidney contains more than one million nephrons. The nephron consists of two parts, the renal corpuscle and the renal tubule. The renal corpuscle can be divided into the glomerulus and glomerulo capsule or the glomerular or Bowman's capsule. The Bowman's capsule is a type of capillary bed that functions as a filtration system, filtering solutes as blood enters the kidneys from the renal artery. Surrounding the Bowman's capsule, the renal tubule is a duct that connects to the Bowman's capsule and terminates at the tip of the medullary pyramid. The tubule is divided into the following four regions. We have the proximal convoluted tubule, two loop of henol, three distal convoluted tubule, Four, collecting duct. The components that make up the nephron fiber, blood, and form urine. The following steps outline the pathway for urine formation. The steps are divided into three processes. One, the glomerular filtration. Blood enters the kidney through the renal artery. This artery branches off into capillaries, allowing blood to flow into glomerules of the nephron. Blood pressure forces water in solutes smaller than proteins to diffuse from blood across the capillary walls and through pores of Bowman's capsule into the tubule. Tubular reabsorption. This is the filtered fluid flows towards the proximal tubule this is the major site of reabsorption of water in solutes such as glucose, amino acids, and certain ions. The fluid travels to the loop of henol, which is another site of reabsorption. Next, the fluid reaches the distal convoluted tubule. Reabsorption and secretion take place in this segment. Three, tubular secretion. In the final segment, the collecting duct fluid that remains in the duct is called urine. Reabsorption of some water and its return to the bloodstream may happen at this segment. At this site, creatinine and other nitrogenous wastes are actively secreted into the urine so they can be excreted out of the body. Okay, and urine excretion and ADH. After blood is filtered through the nephron and a byproduct of urine is produced, urine accumulates in the collecting ducts of the nephron. Eventually, urine enters the ureters, which are muscular tubes. With help from muscle contractions, the ureters contract to move urine into the bladder. Urine is stored until the bladder is about half full, 
Upon reaching this level, a neural impulse is transmitted telling a sphincter in the bladder to relax and allow urine to exit the bladder. Contraction of the sphincter, which is a muscular tube, is under involuntary control. Urine flows from the bladder into the urethra, which expels urine out of the body. A second sphincter enables urine to leave the body. This process is known as urination. The urinary system works closely with the cardiovascular system to filter blood and return important substances back to the bloodstream during tubular reabsorption to help maintain water in solute concentration either excreted from or reabsorbed by the body. The urinary system works with hormones that are part of the endocrine system to regulate this process. One of these hormones is the antidiuretic hormone, also known as ADH. This hormone is secreted from the posterior pituitary gland, which is found at the base of the brain. One of the most important functions of ADH is to regulate urine concentration and volume by controlling how much water is reabsorbed in the tubules of the nephrons. When ADH is present, there is an increased permeability of water at the distal convoluted tubule and collecting duct. This causes more water to be reabsorbed and retained. It also decreases the volume of urine produced and concentrates the urine. The opposite occurs when ADH is not actively communicating with the kidneys in regulating urine formation. And the last part here is urine analysis. Medical professionals can determine diseases that affect the urinary system by connecting a urine analysis. This type of test can reveal disease that does not necessarily present observable symptoms. Diseases confirmed through urine analysis include diabetes, mellitus, different types of glomer ulanfritis, and urinary tract infections. Both macroscopic and microscopic urinalysis can be performed. Macroscopic, the first part of this testing, involves visual observation of the urine. Normal fresh urine is pale to dark yellow in color. It is also clear and not cloudy. If the color is turbid, or the urine is cloudy, there may be excess protein in the urine or the presence of a bacterial infection. Red or brown urine is considered abnormal. It could indicate that blood is present in the urine. An urine dipstick test is another type of macroscopic. With the test, a plastic dipstick or paper strip is inserted into the urine sample. There are chemicals on the dipstick that cause it to change color when certain substances are present in the urine. Medical professionals can compare the color of the dipstick to a standard chart to analyze a urine sample. When the liquid is removed, this sediment is mounted to a microscope slide and analyzed using a microscope. Typically, this test is performed to look at blood cells in the urinary tract bacteria parasites, or even tumor cells. This test also helps confirm the diagnosis of 
various urinary problems like kidney disease, cancer, microbo microbial infections, and liver disease. Microscopic urinalysis. This type of urinalysis requires the use of a light microscope. Typically, a urine sample is spun down or centrifuged in a test tube. This causes a sediment consisting of red blood cells, fat cells, and other large particles to aggregate and separate from the liquid portion of the urine. Okay, and that is all for today for the urinary system. Again, this is studying for nursing school. If you guys have any recommendations on what lessons or different topics you want me to cover in the following episodes, just go ahead and leave a review, and I'll be able to look at that and see exactly what we need to do to uh, satisfy whatever you want to hear. I can do uh, just about any topic, uh, science, math, it can even be English, doesn't matter, uh, as long as it helps you get through nursing school, that's what I'm here for. And again, like I said, uh, go ahead and leave a review if you liked it. Uh, you can leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, wherever you're listening. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.